Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. An Erio's original. This is an alarmist alert. This is an alarmist alert. Hey everyone, welcome to this special episode of Alarmist Alert, an emergency episode of The Alarmist. Today we're sounding the alarm on the coronavirus. We were lucky to talk to Dr. Otto Yang, who is an infectious disease expert at UCLA, and he had some very interesting things to say about this growing epidemic. Hi, Dr. Yang. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about the coronavirus and uh, COVID-19. Sure. So uh, based on what we know as of today, since I know uh, things are changing on the daily, how alarmed should we be about the coronavirus outbreak? I think we should be concerned, but definitely not panicked. Um, you know, it, it, this definitely is an, uh, a pandemic that's coming to us and will be here and spreading. I mean, we, we know it's already spreading in the U.S. and it, it certainly will become widespread. But um, there are lots of steps that people can take to protect, protect themselves personally and slow down the epidemic, and it should be manageable. So what are some things that we can do as a community to help stop the spread of the disease to those who might be more vulnerable? So obviously you can't get it without being exposed to somebody that has it. And so when you think about how to protect yourself, that, that it's helpful if you think about how uh, the virus is spread. Um, you know, how contagious it is, how it gets into a person's system. So all the evidence we have so far is that it's spread by what we call droplets. 
So when we think about respiratory viruses uh, spreading through the public, there are two major modes of transmission. One is droplet and the other is aerosol. So droplet means fairly large sized drops that are expelled from a person's mouth when they cough or sneeze. And these are droplets that are too large to float. Um, they draw, they rapidly fall to the, to the ground by gravity. And so for droplet precautions, generally um, a, a regular surgical mask is good enough if, if you're around, already around somebody that is known to have it. Um, and, but, you know, generally in public, though, when, when you're just walking around the grocery store or, you know, shopping, um, you, if you're, unless you're in a direct line of fire of somebody that's coughing or sneezing, um, these droplets aren't going aren't gonna to land in your nose or mouth and, and get you infected. So, so even that's why that right now the CDC is not recommending that the general public use masks because actually the risk of getting infected from droplets is quite low. Now, the, uh, the, the one exception to that is that the droplets can land on a surface and you can touch that surface with your hand and then touch your face, touch your nose, touch your mouth, and then the material in the droplet can get transferred to you and you can get infected. So that, that is why there's so much emphasis on hand washing. Um, and soap and water are definitely the best, but 60% at least uh, content alcohol-based hand sanitizers will also work. Um, and then the, the other, and then people will ask about the other types of masks, so the N95 respirator. So those are for aerosol. So aerosol is very, very fine mist particles that can float for, for minutes, many minutes uh, around a room. Um, as far as we know, this virus is not spread that way. Um, and there's a lot of kind of growing evidence that it's not spread that way. So, for example, there was a recent uh, case report of two infected people, actively infected people on a 15-hour plane flight, and nobody around them got infected. So mm. that's good news. Mm-hmm. So, um, so. You know, people going out and trying to buy up all the N95 respirators and such, that, that's definitely overkill um, And you know, the, because the virus doesn't spread that way. So you're not going to get it just walking around in public casually um, by breathing the air. Um, so, and in fact, you know, people will often ask, well, why are doctors wearing them? Why are hospitals using them? And that is, um, that's actually in a state of flux. So the CDC has been extra special precautions oriented in terms of playing it extra safe about healthcare workers, but that's actually uh, relaxing to some extent based on our evolving understanding. And so the Canadian CDC, for example, is not recommending uh, N95 respirators, but just regular uh, regular masks uh, for people working directly with somebody that has infection, unless they're doing some kind of a procedure that causes you know, large amounts of, of uh, spray into the environment. Uh, and then the other, of course, the other common sense thing is, is um, so that's how you get it from somebody that has the infection. And the other common sense thing is making sure that you minimize your chance of being around someone that has infection. So that, that means, um, when possible, avoiding large gatherings with crowded, you know, lots of people in one place, like where, where, um, you know, where you're in close contact to a lot of different people. And, you know, basically that's like playing roulette. You know, if you, the more people you're around, the more likely it is that one of them will, will actually have the virus and, and you'll somehow contact it through touch or, or through droplets. Right. So uh, what are some of the symptoms um, of once you've contracted the virus and what should we do if we start feeling sick? 
Yeah, so the the main symptoms, so symptoms seem to occur anywhere from about two to 10 days after someone is, is actually exposed and infected. And usually the main symptoms, the, the most common and shared symptoms are, are fever and cough, um, which is, of course, really nonspecific because flu can be like that or a number of regular uh, viral infections that go around every cold season. Um, but, you know, it's, it's common sense, and it's no different for this virus than the other viruses that if you start to feel symptoms like this, you start to feel sick, you really should self-isolate to minimize the chance that you will spread it to somebody else. Um, and you know, so actually that's another, that's another really good use for masks is actually um, even more useful than preventing yourself from getting infected is someone that's sick is wearing a mask will prevent other people from getting exposed. Um, <clears throat> so wearing a mask if you have to go out. Um, and of course, um, you know, you shouldn't run to the doctor unless your symptoms start to get severe um, because most, um, you know, if it's not COVID-19, then, you know, hopefully it's something you should recover from quickly. And even if it is, um, it's something that you don't need to necessarily run in immediately for care unless it's clear that you're starting to get worse. And a lot of people do, in fact, have a fairly mild infection, and um, the, the vast majority don't need hospitalization. I see. And so at what point will doctors actually recommend for you to get tested for the virus? Uh, yeah, so that's, that's an evolving situation because of various issues and problems with, with setting up testing in this country. Um, but I think uh, as the test becomes more available, I think if your symptoms are, if right now the, the uh, protocol is if you have been traveling to an area that has a significant amount of the disease and if you have compatible symptoms, um, you, um, it's, you get tested uh, mostly for public, public health reasons. And certainly, I think if, if you're at, at any special risk in terms of health for having more severe disease, the, the, st- the uh, standard for testing is probably you know, lower threshold to, to test you to see if um, you have this infection. Now, there's been a lot of comparison to the Spanish influenza epidemic um, that killed 2.7% of the world population. Do you think that's a fair comparison with this virus? It's too early to say. Um, And there are some really key differences. Um, So one one key difference is the the type of people that uh, the virus seems to affect. so the Spanish flu was, was odd in that it tended to cause a higher death rate in young, health, healthy adults, uh, which is unusual. Um, this one seems to especially cause much more mortality in people that are older. Uh, age is a huge factor in terms of mortality from the data we have so far coming out of China. Um, and so right now, the death rate from this virus the estimates that are coming out are similar uh, in range to the Spanish flu, but I think most experts feel that that estimate is probably high because with resources stretched thin in places that were hard hit, um, testing was only being done on patients who were, were rather ill. And so there are probably many, many cases of people who were mildly ill or minimally ill, and they were not diagnosed 
they weren't tested. So the mortality rate is probably artificially high because the denominator of people is artificially low because of uh, limited testing. So it's not clear what the final mortality rate is going to be. Um, my guess, which very well could be wrong, but um, my guess is that it may come out more similar to the Hong Kong flu, which was in the mid-60s, I think 68. Um, that one infected roughly 500 million people worldwide with about a million deaths, um, which is about a 0.2% mortality, uh, which is obviously is concerning and um, something that's best avoided, but uh, it's still not to the level of, of the Spanish flu in, in uh, 1918. Right. Okay. So now, in your opinion, what is it about this virus that seems to love cruise ships so much? <laughs> well, um, all viruses love cruise ships. Uh, you know, <laughs> any, anytime, anytime you have lots and lots of people crowded together in a very small area, uh, mingling, you know, that's obviously that's the perfect scenario for something to spread from person to person. So it's not that this virus in particular loves cruise ships, but it's just that that's a setup for spread from person to person. So, you know, the other, the other virus that has been in the news in the past has been a norovirus on cruise ships. There have been several documented outbreaks of that virus causing, you know, gastrointestinal infections and severe diarrhea. Uh, so not just this virus, but in general, cruise ships are, are a good place for things, uh, transmissible diseases to spread. Sure. So uh, this is, I'm, I'm just asking for myself, but I think other listeners might uh, also have this question. Is this situation bad enough that I should stop taking workout classes at my gym? Um, well, you know, these, these types of things are obviously personal decisions. So, you know, you need to weigh the risks versus the benefits. So in general, if you are uh, a healthy, relatively young person um, and the workouts are important to you and, the, and during the workouts, you're not being you know, directly exposed to other people in close proximity, but you have space around you and you're careful about hand sanitizing and using uh, disinfecting wipes on the equipment you're using, you know, the risk is probably fairly acceptable, but that's, you know, obviously a personal decision. Right. So, and finally, I know that we're still in the beginning stages of, of this, but if we were to blame someone or something for this epidemic, who would you blame? Uh, I would, well, you know, I, I not, I would blame the, the local authorities in China. Um, so, this is something that the U.S. media has, you know, the U.S. media has been heaping a lot of praise on China for, for the huge amount of effort they put into quarantining millions of people and building hospitals and days and such. But the really big problem was that they had early warning. So, so there were physicians already that were alerting other physicians in early December that there was this new virus spreading that looked just like SARS. Um, and of course, there's the famous physician that everybody has seen on social media who died from it. Right. Uh, and instead of responding, um, they actually spread misinformation. So 
the early reports coming out of China were that this, the only cases were from animals to humans in, the, in this market in Wuhan, which in retrospect uh, was clearly not true. They had data that, that many people that had not been in the market were infected, so they already knew it was person to person. The, the central government knew in early January. Uh, despite that, they allowed this huge celebration of families. It was like thousands of people celebrating together. Um, they let this gathering happen. Um, and then as rumors started com- coming out that Wuhan, Wuhan was going to be quarantined, uh, 5 million people out of about 14 million total population in Wuhan fanned out across China. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I don't think, you know, so. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. In, in retrospect, you know, it could be kind of an armchair quarterback. If you, you look back, it was very badly managed because you, you basically have a, a new outbreak just starting. You let huge numbers of people gra- crowd together in a, in a small area and then you let them spread out all over your country. So <laughs> that, yeah. that basically, um, I think there is blame there. 
Yeah, well, thank you so much for uh, speaking to us today, Dr. Yang. I know that um, you are a very busy person and uh, in high demand at the moment. So thank you so much. Oh, sure. I I hope you found it helpful. Yes, very helpful. Uh, Wow, that was very interesting. I'm here today with producer Amanda Lund. What a treat. I mean... I, I can't believe we got him on the horn. I know. He's got to be so busy right now. Uh, yeah, I think this is his moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is his Oscar moment. <laughs> um, but seriously, I had never heard the the spread of the disease explained so well, how it actually spread. Yeah, I agree. And the thing that really was made clear to me was because I had been hearing people say you don't need to wear masks, you should save the masks for the healthcare professionals. And yet everywhere I go, the masks are fully sold out. And so that was always confusing to me. But hearing him explain that it's transferred through droplets, um, and not through the air, right? It was actually made me feel a lot better because it puts it way more in your control. Yes. And it also made me realize how important the the touch aspect of it is. Because, you know, when you're walking through a crowded area and someone coughs, you know, I I, I always run away because I get scared that it's going to be in the air or I hold my breath or, right. you know, something like that. But it's actually, you know, understanding that it's more touch um, it's contracted more by touch. Right. Unless they coughed straight into your mouth. Right. <laughs> and so I love that you asked Dr. Yang about your workout class because that's something that's occurred to me. I went to yoga yesterday and I did think twice about it. And I brought in my little wet nap and I was wiping down all the equipment before I used it. And I brought in a towel so I could put my head on yeah. the towel instead of the yoga mat. But I think that's very smart. I'm I, I'm so proud of you, Amanda. Thank you. <laughs> and I wasn't the only one doing it. There were I saw everyone had extra towels. Yeah. Well, and I think that a yoga environment is actually more controlled than like the the workout classes. That's why I did the yoga. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was smart. You know, I'm a little nervous about this uh, workout situation because you're using equipment that other people are using during this class. In the moment. So you're doing a circuit training situation. So you're literally picking up by design the same equipment that someone else has sometimes been sweating all over in some cases. Exactly. So, you know, I might have to put a pin on that kind of stuff. Have you been going? I went yesterday. Um, so were people wood, being every- conscientious and wiping up after themselves? Um, to a certain extent, but but the nature of the class is such that there's no time to really do it. I think for the most part, you know, everyone kind of keeps to themselves. You know, uh, a lot of people have been refraining from high five, the usual high five. <laughs> well, that's nice. <laughs> the encouragement level has gone down. Um, but I think that maybe. For the next few weeks, it might be good if I just go for a run instead. I think that makes sense. I think that's smart. And same with me. I think I'm just going to stick to yoga and it's raining. So I don't know if you'll run in the rain, but maybe just some jumping jacks in the living room. (laughs) I'm impressed that he actually answered the question about who's to blame. He took a nice long pause. Yeah. And then he just dove in. What he had to say was fascinating. And I can't say that I disagree um, based on that information. I mean, not uh, refraining from 
you know, admitting and, and, and holding back from telling the general public that it was tra- it could be transmitted human to human contact yeah. um, and and also allowing these festivities to go on and allowing the five million people to exit the city. Um, I, I'm sure that that caused significant spread. It sounds like it. And as we know from the podcast from Chernobyl and from Mad Cow Disease, anytime the government is trying to suppress information, I don't think it works out in the public's favor. Sound the alarm. Right. Unless there's been cases where people have suppressed information and it has worked out in the public's favor, we just don't know about it. Right, right. And you know what? It's best if we don't know. (laughs) And I don't want to (laughs) know. But I think, you know, when we have a little bit of distance, hopefully, um, you know, they say the virus might subside in summer and then come back with a vengeance in fall. We'll have to keep an eye on how it plays out. But in a year, we can do it as a formal episode. Right. We'll have to see where how it goes. And hopefully it's something that's able uh, to control. And it's hopefully not a, a you know, a, a pandemic, as they're saying it might be. And I just want to say, I think it's really important having people in my life and that are um, uh, more susceptible to the the disease, you know, uh, the elders, as well as uh, people who are going through chemotherapy mm-hmm. and those who are HIV, um, HIV positive and um, all, uh, anyone who's immune system is compromised, um, I think it is important as a community that we remember that we need to take care of these people. And you take steps, if you are sick, to um, self-quarantine and to make sure that you don't spread the disease. You know, I, I, I've been listening to a, a lot of podcasts out there that uh, talk about the the idea of this American ideology of individualism Mm. it's great in a lot of ways but it's also like we we must remember that we are part of a community and we must take responsibility because trust me a man and i do not want to send you to the alarmist jail Mm, you don't with the crowd the unsavory characters that are in there you're not going to do too well (laughs) oh they're just waiting for some innocent millennial or gen z to get sent to that alarmist jail wash your hands people (laughs) Washy, washy. Washy, washy. So after talking to Dr. Yang, do you feel more scared or less scared? Um, I would say I'm I'm just a, a general state of, of scared. Okay. <laughs> but that's just every day. But that's every day. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it was what he said about the, the precautionary measures um, I, I'm going to take to heart and just try to live my life. Have you stocked up on canned goods or anything? You know I have. Okay, so where did you go where to Costco? I didn't go to Costco. I, I've just been like a little um, like a squirrel going to <laughs> the different grocery stores okay. in my area. You're buying double of whatever you're picking up anyway. Exactly. I did um, invest in some ramen. Okay. Um, and I have invested in uh, a lot of coffee that's exactly what I did today. I bought extra coffee and espresso. I was like, if I can't have my coffee, that's the first thing I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you, me and Chris are all big coffee drinkers. Yes. So I don't know what I'll do without the coffee. And of course, you know, I have I got some extra bottles of wine. That's got to be stocked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, ibuprofen and like meds like that. So smart. Yeah. But you can't find uh, rubbing uh, any kind of alcohol. 
or Purell uh, sanitizer. The Purell is it's all gone. gone. And also the chickpeas have run out. What? Yeah, there were no chickpeas at Trader Joe's today. That's not. I think everyone's just like, oh, chickpeas are so hot right now. They're like, I'm going to stock up on the cans of chickpeas because you can make hummus. You can toast those things. You think that's coronavirus related? I think everyone, I think chickpeas are a popular food right now and that everyone is grabbing double cans of chickpeas. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I mean, personally, it would be the Sun Chips and Dur- uh, Doritos Cool Ranch for me, but <laughs> we do live in Los Angeles. So. That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, I mean, this was an amazing episode. I'm so glad we talked to Dr. Yang. And personally, he made me feel a little bit better about things. That's good. That's good. Because you're a reasonable um, person. And uh, But I'm also err on the side of not being a germaphobe. Mm. So this is the most alarmist I've ever been about anything like this. Um, That's good because, you know, there's people with all kind of levels of alarmism out there. That's true. So it's good to know that for for your variety, um, it made you feel better. Yeah. And it made honestly, it made me feel better for my variety. It made me feel better knowing that we have access to a doctor. And now, I mean, I don't think Dr. Yang intended this, but we do have his cell number. That's right. So... (laughs) (laughs) If anything did happen, it's probably not really right that we would use it to call him again. But I do feel really good having that on hand. That's really good. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, This has been uh, an educational episode for me and for Amanda and hopefully for all of you. And uh, please stay safe out there and wash your hands. Washy, washy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.